Hello, hey there, travelers. Welcome back to the end of the Seven Dice. I'm Michael. I'm just a human standing here. Look, I'm so tall. I wear boots that are too big for anybody. Boop, boop, a doop, boop. <laughs> just kidding, it's me wearing over gimbal famous down bad. Michael had to go get more groceries because I accidentally lit the kitchen on fire. I thought I could make myself a, a, a nice baked ziti. I got some ricotta cheese, and I was like, today's the day I'm gonna have myself that baked ziti. And I got my broth ready, I was making everything, and I just... Well, I didn't know the kind of stove we had. I'm so used to gnomish stoves, right? You have a very complex, just really convoluted machine in front of you that you have to hit 18 to 15 knobs and bobs and levers and weavers. And this one only had like four or five. And so when I turned all of them on uh, and I was making my baked ziti, I ended up burning the kitchen. Thankfully, the walls are, are, are very strong and uh, made of magical material since we've had to reconstruct the inn, but... Oh, yeah, we lost a lot of food and alcohol and Michael's pissed. <laughs> I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be serious here. Michael's very upset, but that's okay. Alright, travelers. Well, since it's just me, let's go walk on over to the fireplace because my bones are a little chilly. Alrighty. Well, as I always say, welcome travelers. It's me, Wing Over Gamble, famous name Bad. And uh, today we have a, a, a lovely new Battle Bards intern. They're dripping all over the floor. What is your name? Mr. Dwarf, who's wearing the, the bat costume? The name's the Wet Bat. I mean, you look the part. I'll give you that. You're very wet. Why are you wet? It, it's not raining. Were you in the bath? No. I was cursed. I found a witch in a forest one time, or a cave or something, I don't know, a while ago. I threw a rock at her, thinking, I'm gonna destroy this witch. Turns out it wasn't enough. She cast a curse on me. Forever to be uncomfortably wet. Now I fight darkness. The injustices of the world. But I'm also really low on gold, so I, I'm i just doing an intern gig at BattleBards for a little bit. Uh, sorry I asked, honestly. Okay, go, go ahead. Greetings there, travelers. It's me, the Wet Bat. You probably like, I need sound effects. I need horses running. I need elementals being summoned. Hop on over to BattleBars.com. Grab yourself some amazing sounds and music. You won't be disappointed. The Wet Bat guarantees. How was that? Honestly, about about uh, it's about the usual. It's it's what we usually get. Um, you could just go sit over by the fire. I guess you can't get dry, but at least you could be warm. I don't know. Oh, we, where does BattleBards find these people? That's what I want to know. BattleBards, you can message me on Twitter and tell me where you find all these really crazy interns you keep sending to the end of the seven dice because we get some of the strangest people from you. I mean, they're not, for the most part, terrible people or anything. They're just 
Where do you find these people? Well, at least you have damn good sound effects and music, I'll give you that. Alright, travelers, well, good news, more fan mail. <laughs> Always makes me feel good. And actually, this one's, uh, this one's quite an amazing one. So, um, I have my assistant over here, Lucas. He's gonna read it for me. Over here. Stop it. Stop it. No. Over here. Okay, here you go, travelers. Thanks, Wingover. So this review we got not too long ago, and honestly, it really pumped us up. Thank you for saying this. Five stars. I've been listening for a while and I would have never commented on any of your content. I played quite a bit of D&D as a kid and fortunate enough or unfortunate enough to be an editor to do some visual effects on Dragonlance of Autumn Twilight and a few other Marvel cartoons in another life. Anyways, not my point. I love that you took a moment to say Black Lives Matter. I work on a lot of political activist content and use this podcast to decompress and think of better days and to just take a break. It really made me smile and feel like we're going to make a difference by standing up against racism. I'm in the US and live in the South, so I experience racism on social media, especially from the people that represent me in Washington. I actively engage in the system locally, but it really takes a toll. I had no idea you were in Canada, but because you said this, I feel one better about the world. I'm part Cuban and part American since the 1600s. Members of my family have escaped Cuba and have come across the Rio Grande to escape fascism. My family fought in just about every major war in America, including both sides of the Civil War. I've engaged racist members of my own family since I was a kid, and it is likely one of the more difficult things that I have dealt with in my life. Racism in America is a pandemic that cannot be left unchecked. The justice system is clearly biased, and we are not all represented or given the same opportunity to succeed in this life. I really appreciate you saying this. I listened to you before, I think because of this, I am a fan. Keep it up. Fantastic stories. Love the Shining God so much. Like real love. Devout love. Unending forever love. Shining, squeezing, oozing, endless, putrid, yellow, phosphorescent kind of love. And I consider myself an atheist, so I don't know why I love the Shining God so much. Black lives matter. And travelers, I know I'm cutting into Wingover's time a little bit here, but I just want to take a moment to say, first of all, thank you, Steve Stewart Sharp from the United States of America for sending in that review. It really pumped us up, got us really motivated and happy to know that other people are listening and feel the same. And I'm sure many of you out there are. Unfortunately, a lot of this racism is still very much ongoing and a lot of the atrocities are still being committed today. If you can take the time to help, if you could even just do the research, read up on what's going on, read up on the horrible things that black people have to face every day in America. Just educate yourself so that you can help others. There is a great resource. If you're wondering where to look, I'm going to point you all to a resource right now. Critical Bard who is a Twitch streamer and a known person in the TTRPG community, they have set up uh, something called Black AF Roundtable, where they get a number of black people from the TTRPG community to discuss 
the issues of not only racism in everyday life of America, but as well as how it exists in TTRPGs and things you can do to uh, help. Uh, or even just like, you know, things that you could do to better yourself so that you can be a better person, uh, an ally, an accomplice, however you want to say it. So, just a word of warning, your hackles might get a little raised while you're listening to this. That's a natural reaction for a lot of people. Just remember, listen, learn, educate yourself, and help others. Because we're all in this together. We're all equal. Black lives matter. And we all, at the end of the day, want everyone to have equal opportunity in everything. All right. I'm going to get off my soapbox and hand it back to Wingover. All right. Well, that, that was important. Uh, travelers, so we're going to hop back into this tale. Oh, let's see. Where do we leave off? Um, oh, right. Yes. Uh, so Oblivion was attacking. Oh, and Borodon changed, uh, went back in time. Oh, this is exciting. So much could be happening. The, we are sitting on the edge of our seat. We're about to enter a massive battle. I hope you're all ready for it. I bring to you, Welshire, Part 3. Hey, I'm Bright, and I'm playing Kalsar. Tiefling Paladin and Chosen of Yetifa. Hi, uh, I'm Humberto and I'm playing Bordon, Dwarven Cleric and Chosen of Time. I'm Evan and I'm playing Ronnie, the Half Elf Bard and Chosen of Chaos. Hey, I'm Robert and I'm playing MZ, the Gith Yankee Ranger and Chosen Blood. Hey, I'm Jason, and I'll be playing Drax here, the Dragonborn Artificer and Chosen of Machines. had finally made it to the town of Welshire after going through a strange wall of fog. Traveling here to this beautiful little town to see a completely normal play, our players decided to investigate the area just to be certain. They talked to a local priestess and went over to a lovely little bar known as the Pig's Trough. There they met somebody who used to be an adventurer just like you before they encountered a mind flare that wiped out all their friends. Oh, tough. And also, there was quite a colorful dragonborn sitting there along with a gnome. The dragonborn's name was, of course, Bernard Busybody. And, and the gnome, gnome by, by the name, name of Holly Tolly. Tolly. And, and they, they left, left after, after talking to you for a little, little bit. bit. And, and just before leaving, they, they said, said Good luck, Death Shift. Though you'd never told them you were Death Shift. I miss them already. Tipping this off, you run outside, and they, uh, you found them dead, but Bordon, through the means of his abilities, pushed back time. And so now Bordon is standing outside, 
He's looking at Bernard Busybody, who's very much still alive. Holly Tolly, who's very much still alive. This sphere of black, dark, necrotic energy that is Oblivion. And the four of you are in the tavern with no memory or recollection of these events that had happened. So you're just sitting at this table and suddenly Bordon's gone. So Bordon, you're outside and Bernard turns towards you. Bordon, what are you doing? And Oblivion starts rising up. This mist starts actually filling this whole town square. And you could hear this echoey voice as it says, Finally, I can get my revenge on Death Shift. And the Dragonborn steps in front of Borodon with his arms stretched out. This is not the way of the Shining God. This is not the way, Oblivion. And you watch Borodon in mere, like, a th- just a flash of a second. This blackened spear stabs right through Bernard's chest and comes out and then flicks to the side and cuts Holly Tolly's throat as he surprisingly falls to the ground. What would you like to do as this whole area is filling up with uh, black smoke? Okay, that's bullshit. So this only happened? Like, I wasn't out. Okay, okay. You have an ability that can stop someone from dying if it's within a minute. It's now you have that opportunity. Like, they, they were petrified and killed because of me, but I wasn't, like, on the first time, and then I, like, I rewinded time, so I could save them, so I'm saving them from myself, like, from what I did? You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, is this, like, a time loop, like, it was always going to happen because you were always going to go back in time? Yes. Um, it looks like they died differently, but you do have still the opportunity, because mm-hmm. this is, like, bullet time, right? So, like, he's, like, turning into stone. He's not, like, you know, completely. And the other one's, like, falling down, his throat is slit. So you, uh, you have an opportunity to do something. What would you like to do? You see this larger square? that I have, like, over the town here, guys. This is where the blackened smoke is starting to fill up. And each of these squares are uh, actually ten feet instead of five feet for this battle. That That's a very small tavern, though. I mean, it could fit, like, at least a quarter of the town. It's it's 2,100 square feet. Yeah, it's twice the size of my, twice the size of my house. That's a, that's a good size, you know? <laughs> yeah, you can fit a lot of people in there. Plus, it's more than one floor. It's two floors, plus they probably have a cellar. <laughs> and you got a lot, of, a lot of room in this place. But also, there's like there's like 20 houses <laughs> in this whole village, right? Like Classic royalty, like, ah, oh, this tavern is a joke. <laughs> I noticed your tavern is uh, not 400,000 square feet. <laughs> like, all covered in gold. I only sleep in places that are as large as a village. I'll <laughs> <laughs> we'll find a better location for you. All right, Bordon. Oh, God. <laughs> so, I'll just scream, Death Shift! Oblivion is outside! So, you all hear Bordon scream out that Oblivion is outside. Oh, fuck. We should come back inside. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and that's when you all kind of realize you're like, oh, where's Bordon? What the hell did he do now? Okay, so, um, let me just check 
what revivifier? Oh my god! Okay, can I can I heal? They're on death saves right now. Think of it like that. Okay, so I have a question. Um, if I use mass healing word, would I save both of them? Yes. Okay, but the, like the one that's being petrified, is it like petrification or is his death causing the petrification? Uh, you can make me either a medicine or a perception. Okay, so medicine it is. Okay, so of course I rolled low. It was it like a thirteen? It doesn't look like it's a spell at the very least. Okay, so I'll I'll cast a mass healing word. Okay. And I'll need everyone to give me initiative. So, uh, Bordon, go ahead and roll me the healing for that, and then roll me your initiative. Hey, Lucas. So, when... Because last episode, when they were leaving the tavern, and they said, like, goodbye, they death shift or whatever, I, w I got up and started chasing them first. So I wouldn't be at the table. Right? Because I'd be near the door. That's fair. You'd be, like, near the door. Yeah. Because Bordon's doing this in, like, bullet time, right? So, like, yeah. he screamed out, cast this spell, and then, like, you guys would all be, like, in motion. I got seven, so I healed both of them for seven. Okay. Yeah, nobody else is, is hurt, so, right? Yeah, that's right. You healed Oblivion! <laughs> Thanks, Bordon! <laughs> uh, MZ, what did you get for initiative? Uh, 21. And Bordon? 13 again. Seems like it's my lucky number. 7. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> Two lucky numbers. 5. Oh, man, not last. <laughs> <laughs> Rolled a 1? One. 1. Are you serious? Oh my god. I told you guys this will be a difficult battle and you just start fucking it up. Hey, we're wasting our bad rolls on not important stuff like initiative. Mm -hmm. Yeah, true. Everyone always says initiative isn't important. It's debatable. <laughs> it can save lives. It depends on the situation. <laughs> this is the situation you want to go first. Like, if we were outside with Borodon, it'd probably be important for us to go first. But since we're inside and we're kind of mm -hmm. safe... Yeah. Borodon could take all the hits. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I'm just the healer of the group, yeah. I mean... That's good, you can heal but yourself. did you die? <laughs> yeah, right? Okay. <laughs> Alright, so here's what happens. Bordon, you scream out to Death Shift. And you guys were, like, some of you were sitting at the table. Ronnie, you were mid-run. You knew you were faster than Bordon. And suddenly Bordon's not out, like, there. He's outside. And suddenly this black mist, like, comes under the door, through the windows, and it's just filling this whole area. It's... Think of it like it's almost like you're in a dark version of this world. Mm. And it is just consuming this whole area. Bordon, you're outside. You can't see anything that isn't this black mist anymore. Like, it's just coated everything as far as you can see. And not even your dark vision is really helping you with it. This black sphere is still kind of there in front of you. Like, it just seems like it's just kind of, uh, like, vapors. One thing uh, you see Bordon is it starts rising up. And, like, it's still, you know, within reachable distance, but it kind of rises up a bit. You fools. You dare stand in front of me and my revenge? And Bernard is, uh, he looks pretty fucking hurt. He's still clutching his chest. This is not the way of the shining gold. 
How dare you, Oblivion? These people are innocent. You start to see these shadows form up. They start taking kind of a humanoid shape that are just kind of like uh, listlessly standing there and like drifting and looking around. You see these two glowing eyes on each of them as some of them start to look at you, some of them are looking at Bernard, some of them are looking at Holly Tolly, and it goes from this thing's turn as this whole area is filling up with shadow, and it goes over to MZ. Okay, so we hear Borodon yell for help, and we are in some kind of dark mist all of a sudden, like even inside the tavern. Yeah, like you can you can still see parts of the inn, but it's almost like you're in like a weird rave and there's a black light on, kind of thing like that. You see like kind of like fog everywhere. Okay. You can still see the door, you see the tables and everything. You see people in there, they're all looking pretty panicked. They're like shouting like, what's going on here? You see the woman is like grabbing a sword behind the bar. Okay. I will step outside the door. So you open up this door, you immediately see this scene of there is this mist everywhere. You see immediately to your right, there's one of these shadowy beings that it sees you and it kind of rears up and you see these like shadowy claws start to form on its hands and you see Bordon look over at you. Uh, my swords come out and I will stab this one right here. Okay. 15 on the first one. 15 is a hit. And 24 on the next. That's a hit. So I did 12 points of damage for both hits. So you uh, hold out your hands, these blades come out, and you uh, just feel like a good solid grip on them, and you swing, and they cut, and you feel like resistance as you're cutting into the shadows. Like something's there, it's not an illusion. And this creature sort of howls out, and it's kind of flickering. It looks a lot more faded, but it's still up there. And we go from MZ kicking in the door to Wordon. Okay, so I have one question. Because I wanted to use daylight. Can I sense if like the, the, the darkness is like stronger? I mean, I don't know if that's like cheating. But I'm saying like, can I sort of sense if... If your daylight would work? Yeah. Could work. It's, uh, daylight dispels a lot of magical darkness, so it's theoretically, like, yeah. Yeah, third level or lower, right? Can I just sense if it is, like, a very strong magic? It, it, is that possible? If I use, like, Arcana? Yeah, I'll have it take your movement, though, if you do that. Okay. Okay, so I got two, which means that the darkness is pure darkness. And I'm an idiot. You are just super unsure. You've never seen something like this because it rolled out like a fog and then it just enveloped everything. It even enveloped like the sky. You can't see normal light outside of this. Everything is super dark and flickering. Actually, what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to banish uh, Oblivion. Okay. So that lasts it's a minute, right? Yeah. Okay, they got a 23. Just 23. <laughs> You look around and this darkness, it's just, it's throwing you off. You've never seen something like this and you hold on to your holy symbol and 
hold your hand out and shout at this creature to banish it to another realm just to give you a minute and you all feel this ripple of magic come up from Bordon because you're all getting pretty strong. It sort of flickers around Oblivion and then just nothing happens. And we go from Bordon down to these really good initiatives, Ronnie. So the Oblivion, it is like a magic, right? That's holding him on? Uh, Oblivion? That's what Bordon's kind of trying to dispel, right? It's like the darkness that's summoning him? He thinks that she's making all this darkness everywhere through a spell. That's That was his initial guess. And he wasn't able to determine if that was right. Okay. I'm going to I'm gonna do that check also. Okay. I'm going to try, try my luck rolling, because that's cost him movement, yeah? Yeah. I got an 18. You wouldn't say this is magic, no. Okay. This looks like it's too, like, organic. Like, it seems like it's it's like a creature's exuding this. It's not like a spell that's just mystically making this appear. Hmm, I see. Okay. Oblivion's uh, humanoid, yeah? Not at the moment. Not at the moment. They are an aberration, though. What about these things that we're fighting? Like the shadow things or whatever? Those... You're not sure. Was able to tell if those things were like magic? Would that be a part of that? None of it's, they're not summoned through magic or anything weird like that? Yeah, I guess, it, yeah, you could say they're summoned through magic. Yeah, that's that's a fair assumption. I'm going to try, ah, oh shit, I guess it would take a second move to figure out if they're, if I just look at them, mm-hmm. does it look like they're like on this plane like consistently or does it look like they're still like tied to whatever summoning them you know what i mean like are they oh i see you got a high enough arcana check to know that a summoned creature is there usually for a duration for duration okay i'm gonna use dispel magic sure at fourth level oh okay so you use this spell and you clap out yeah And uh, so you have this uh, spell ring out and you all watch as like this wave echoes from Ronnie. And while it goes over things, like it goes over some flowers and it like it warps them a few times to be different flowers and then goes back to normal. It's like all these little weird things, like suddenly Bordon looks like he's wearing completely different clothes and then he's back to normal as he was. And it hits each of these shadows and they immediately just like scream out and dissipate. And I need everyone to make me a constitution saving throw. 21. 16. 17. 12. 18. So, Ronnie, you're the only one who takes full damage. Everyone else takes half. Of what? Ronnie, you take five damage. Everyone else takes three. As this necrotic blast just radiates out from where Oblivion is, as it just, like, roars in anger. (sighs) And all of you feel this go through you. And you see a number of the patrons in the bar just, like, clutch their heart and just fall down onto the table. And you watch as this light, all this energy starts swirling from where all, even in each of you who got hit, you see some come off you, and it gets absorbed into oblivion. Oh, so oblivion actually sure. yeah. drains life then. It seems that way. Oh, shit. 
And it goes from... Uh, oh, so Ronnie, yeah, you cast your Dispel Magic, and it goes to Draxir. Would I actually be able to make it outside with the way everyone's standing? Technically, it's ten foot square, so like you could share a square with someone. Just put yourself beside it, just like as a note, but yeah. Okay, we'll say that I'm like beside MZ here. Okay, so you rush out at the end to go stand beside MZ? Yeah. Uhtred will, I guess, stand kind of also like way like more on top of me, I guess. Side him as well. Yeah, you're just like side by side. Yeah. I want to cast a magic weapon, my bonus action, so I raise my trident over my head. Oh, enhance. And I'll I'll throw a couple of uh, the trident a couple of times at where Oblivion is. Okay. Uh, so that's a 23 and a 15 day. The 23 hits. Okay. That will do 9 piercing and 6 force damage. So you bring your trident over your head and you all see like this energy glow over it as Uhtred quickly runs beside Drax here. And Draxir launches this trident once it goes right through Oblivion. And then as it's coming back, it stabs right into it and it like call it streaks out in pain. As the trident like passes through and gets back to your hand. And you see as inside the inn, it just goes completely black. Kelsar and Ronnie, you can't see anything inside of there right now. You are currently blinded. And it goes from Draxir to Kelsar. So Kelsar, you are blind as a bat. Since I can't see anything, I'm going to use my sword to uh, gonna use my sword's ability to cast a light around me so I can see. So I'm going to use my use effect. Can radiate a bright torch light in a 20-foot radius. I want you to make me... I'm not sure if you can cancel it out or not. Make me a caster check. So roll, add your proficiency and your charisma modifier. I got eight. So you draw your sword out and you activate its ability. And you know this light is going. You can feel the energy thrumming through the sword as your shield is in your other hand, but you can't see a goddamn thing. You can still move or attempt to. Uh, I'm going to try getting outside. All right. Roll me, I'd say, perception. Fucking six. So you're moving towards Ronnie, but it's at, like, half speed. You can hear the people yelling outside, because all this is happening at once, right? So you do go towards Ronnie, and you know you're getting near the door, but you still can't see a damn thing. And then it is the monster's turn. Bordon and MZ and Draxir, you see that Bernard is trying to back up. He's like, this is wrong. There's no way we can win against Oblivion. And uh, Holly Tolly is like, <laughs> we're probably gonna die. Wow. As they're looking around, I'm just gonna get everyone's ACs quick so I don't have to keep asking. 15. 18. 14. 16. 22. <laughs> Fuck saves. <laughs> Seriously? 22? Yep. He's Jesus. covered in fucking metal. Why am I the one in front of Oblivion then? Because <laughs> you <laughs> use time magic. <laughs> to be fair, it made it a lot more interesting. Lucas. Mm-hmm. As you're rolling this, yes. uh, I'm going to use cutting words. What do you say? Uh, I yell cut it out uh, <laughs> with, with all the motions. I'm doing the cut it out. <laughs> 
so your hands are moving and you're just you're a little yeah. frustrated because you're in this darkness so <laughs> no one can really see your hands uh how much does it reduce it by four. Oh, as a reaction i'm going to cast shield <laughs> oh okay what's your ac now it'll be 21 jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> one of them missed you, but one of them hit you. Ah, shit. You have a reaction board on? <laughs> I don't know. Like, the, the, the inspiration? Do I use, like, inspiration for that? Oh, no, he uses bardic inspiration. Mm. Like, it, he has a bardic ability that, like, if somebody's trying to do something, he can basically throw them off their game and make them mess up a bit with an insult. Oh, okay, okay, okay. What happens is, MZ, you're standing there, like, it, you just attack this shadow, and then it, like, dissipated after Ronnie attacked. And suddenly, these teeth appear out of the darkness and slam right onto your shoulder. And you take 15 points of damage Ouch. of necrotic energy. As you watch as your, like, flesh begins to, like, rot and wither. Draxir, you take... 10 points of damage as this claw comes out of nowhere and just slashes your leg. Like, it all seems like it's coming from this darkness. Ronnie, you felt like something was about to come for your face because you've been slapped many times before. So you know <laughs> this <laughs> supernatural sense. And you like, you do the quick cut it out. And it wasn't expecting it. And, like, you kind of lean back a bit and it just swipes past your face. Then Drax here, as you felt this one slash come across you, you bring up this mystical shield and you hear another just, like, slam against it. Th then you all watch as this sphere seems to be, like, rattling again. The sphere of, like, necrotic energy. And so Bernard draws out this great sword off his back and holds it with both hands. And he puts a hand, uh, hand on his chest and you see, like, this glowing light. It's very dim in here as it, like, starts to heal him. And you watch Holly Tolly just run at this black sphere and is just swinging his sword. And it doesn't seem to be doing much. And then it goes uh, from them to MZ. Okay, so I'm going to put my hand on Borodon's back. And I'll cast uh, Protection from Evil. Thank you. <laughs> and then I'm going to use Misty Step. So you use Misty Step to go on the other side of Oblivion? Yeah. You put your hand on Bordon's back, and Bordon, you feel this energy code over you. As uh, You felt this a, a few times before, because you've all used this spell quite often. Until this spell ends, which it's up to ten minutes. <laughs> uh, they're protected against Aberration, Celestials, Elements, uh, Elementals, Fae, Fiends, and Undead. So creatures have disadvantage on attack rolls against you, Borodon. Also, you can't be charmed, frightened, or possessed by these creatures. That's great. <laughs> yeah, so you feel, like, buffed up. You're ready. And, Enzi, you turn into mist. And you're as you're going through this, you've done this a few times before, but you can almost feel, like, the tiny pinpricks of needles as you're going through this fog. Like, it's almost like it's feeling you to see what you are and you appear on the other side of oblivion and these eyes just like numerous eyes appear in this dark floating mass as it's looking at you suddenly this sphere starts vibrating again and you watch as the mist forms up and two more of these shadowed specters appear 
And then it goes to uh, from MZ to Borda. Okay, so I have a question. Yes. When Oblivion was doing whatever shenanigans she's doing, was she like saying something? As in, like, can I cast silence? Oh, I see what you mean. No, you did not hear any words of a spell. So if I use Garden of Faith, would it count, like if I, for example, if I use it right behind Oblivion, would Oblivion's attack be considered like a, a I mean, I don't think it would. Uh, a large specter guardian appears, hovers for a duration in unoccupied space of your choosing that you can see within range. The guardian occupies that space and is indistinct except for a gleaming sword and shield emblazoned with the symbol of your date. Any creature hostile to you that moves to a space within 10 feet of the guardian for the first time must succeed a dexterity saving throw. Creature takes 20 radiant on a failed save or half as much on a successful. The guardian vanishes. Okay, yeah, this is a different one. It's kind of like a sentry. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you could put it right where Oblivion is, and then when Oblivion moves, it would take the damage. If it moves, right. So, I, th I think I'm going to use the Spirit Guardians. And, uh... The last eight hours. You could, like, put it in front of the door when you go to bed. Yes. And, like, it would just fucking... <laughs> That's really cool. Oh, wow. So, but I'm going to use Spirit Garden right behind Oblivion. If I can still see the behind. Yeah, you can see it pretty faintly. And that would, like, attack Oblivion every turn. Right after Oblivion finishes its turn. Or... They flirt around you to a distance of 15 feet for the duration, up to 10 minutes, if you're a good or neutral, blah blah blah. An affected creature's speed is halved in the area when the creature enters the area for the first time or starts its turn there. It must make a wisdom saving throw on a failed save, it takes 3d8 radiant damage. On a successful save, it takes half as much. So it appears 15 feet within you, so... I, I, don't, I don't know if you agree with this, but the way like this reads to me is it's like centered on Borodon. And it's like they're constantly flitting around him within 15 feet. Oh, okay. If you see what I mean. Yeah, I do see what you mean. So I, I think it's within 15 feet of Borodon. If they're in that radius, they would have to make the save. Hmm. Okay, yeah, I'm fine with that. So we'll say then, uh, this thing's basically like flying around you like it's like a sentry. Okay, so I'm enjoying my godlike abilities now. <laughs> <laughs> Clerics are pretty badass if you start uh, reading up on your spells. Your plabs, you can do your stuff <laughs> while I drop absolutely nothing, you know? <laughs> so Borodon holds open his hands and you watch as this giant, like, diamond appears and it has like a... I believe you said before it looked like a, a symbol of Mons Regnum where it was like the mm -hmm. mountain and the diamond with it and stuff. And you see it appear, or, and it's like kind of like floating around Borodon, and you see as this white energy is charging up inside of it. And it goes from Borodon to Ronnie. So Ronnie, you can't see anything. Can I make my spirit garden, like, golden? Yes. Well, Lucas, I am, like, facing the door, right? Like, I'm, out I'm basically outside. You know the outside is... You know where it is. Like, you, you know where you're just looking. Okay. So as soon as I move outside, I'll be able to see again, yeah? Yep. All right, then, yeah, I'm just going to get up close to it, and then I'll shoot out with my gun. At uh, Oblivion? Magic gun. Yeah. 
So Ronnie rushes out, and suddenly, like, it's pretty much when you step out the door, you can see perfectly fine. And Kelsar, you can hear uh, Ronnie running. You hear, like, the sounds of feet on wood, then feet on gravel. As Ronnie runs out, and you see there's this shadow now to the left of you, and it's kind of, like, surrounded by you, Draxir, and Bordon as you're outside. And Oblivion is just 20 feet away from you as you pull out your pistol. And roll to hit. Nice. Natural 20. Oh my god. Roll your percentile. 16. 16? Okay, so it's regular critical. So the first die is maxed out, and then just roll the second one. I got a 9. Okay, so that's plus the original 10. So you did 19 damage. So you see as Ronnie pulls out this pistol, and he fires. And you watch as this lightning just arcs across, and it hits right into oblivion. And it seems to absorb some of it, but it still looks like it took a pretty solid blow. Everyone make me a constitution saving throw. Fuck. So 11. 13. I got 20. 13. Uh, 22. Damn. Uh, MZ and Borodon, you both take 10 points of damage. Everyone else takes 20 points of damage. Jesus. Oh, this is hurting. Holy crap. And you watch the energy float right up into it. Is it every time we touch it that it's doing this, or what? It seems like that's something that's happened. Wait, but I'm not touching it. So why... No, but but Evan just shot it. It's a blast. Yeah, I didn't touch it. <laughs> just shot it. <laughs> I'm not touching you. <laughs> Anytime it seems to take damage, it seems like... It... Yeah radiates out something. And then it goes from Ronnie to Draxir. I'm gonna use my bonus action to have Uhtred attack this shadow spawn that's in front of us. Okay. Which will be a... So it's a 17 to hit. That hits. It'll do 10 piercing damage. It takes this hit and it just like kind of howls out in pain. It's still kind of flickering there. I, I'm just going to uh, attack Oblivion with a couple of trident tosses. Okay. But he's gonna... It, 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 they both missed. So you throw it and it just seems to be going through this mist. You feel this necrotic energy like inside you. You're like coughing up a little bit of blood as it goes from Draxir to Kelsar. Kelsar, you can hear the fighting. <laughs> you have a pretty good idea where it is. Can I fucking walk outside now? <laughs> uh, yeah, make me a perception check. We just want to go outside. Oh, I just... Ten. Alright, <laughs> you you managed to get out into the daylight. You still can't find the door. <laughs> <laughs> if he rolled a one, he was going to be uh, having some issues. You're outside, and like it's not blinding, because it's also pretty dark and gloomy outside. And you look behind you, and it's just like a wall of black. You don't hear any of the voices from inside. There was a fair amount of people in this tavern when you originally came in, and now you hear nothing. And you watch as this orb is floating. You see everyone is looking a little rough. Uh, You see this dragonborn has his sword out with two hands, and uh, there is a shadowy specter that's between Uhtred, Draxir, Borodon, and Rani, and there's another shadowy specter that's near 
Bernard Busybody and Holly Tolly. Uh, what's Holly Tolly and Bernard Busybody's health like? Uh, Bernard's looking better. I'm looking pretty bloodied too. From that necrotic blast, Holly Tolly, you see like he was swinging and he just sort of like falls apart into like his his skin sinks in, it wrinkles, it looks like parts of him are rotting as he just like kind of collapses to the ground. Ooh. Uh-oh. Uh, I am going to uh, cast a spell on MZ. What are you going to cast on MZ? Uh, level 2 Cure Wounds. Is that a touch spell? You might have to come in front of Oblivion here. You can get in front of Oblivion, I think. Alright, so I'll move towards MZ. I'm going to expand a level 2 spell slot to heal MZ. 6. <laughs> so MZ, you... You feel better than you were before as this healing goes into you. I'll take it. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. And so this fight is raging on. It goes to the monster's goat. So Bordon, go ahead and roll your 3d8 damage. It passed the saving throw, but you still do full damage. So go ahead and roll. What could this mean? 23. It means use that damn pick, Ronnie. What did the what did the pick do? Was it a light one? It does radiant damage. Remember. Oh, radiant damage. Yeah, you chose radiant damage for your pick. I uh, so forgot, forgot about that. Bordon's angel <laughs> sphere creature symbol is floating around his head and starts charging up in two beams. Fire off. The specter that is in between all of you just vaporizes and just turns into nothingness as it just hollows uh, out a shriek. And you watch as this other beam hits right into Noir and or hits right into Oblivion, and it shrieks out in pain. You can see like its form twisting and moving a ton. Nice, bitch. Who <laughs> 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 said that? <laughs> I mean, uh, did. sounds like a Bordon. <laughs> Bordon, gangster Bordon again. So <laughs> exotic. Fucking bitch. I was just editing the one where he keeps, like, backhanding prisoners. <laughs> oh, wait. Guiding light is actually radiant damage. Mm, I yeah. see. I see. So Bordon has, like, a giant uh, clock around his neck. <laughs> Flavor Flav! <laughs> this thing howls out in pain, and it turns around. You see one of its claws is going for Bordon, but it rolls with disadvantage against him. Ooh. Still hits. And you see another one is going for Draxir. Uh, it criticals on Draxir. Oh, fuck. And one is going for Ronnie. <laughs> Whiffs that hard. Criticals Kelsar. Jesus. What? Holy fuck. Lucas saved his good dice rolls for this fight. Get fucking ready for the Thunderdome. I didn't roll good for fucking two years. Today's my day. <laughs> Why do you want us dead? I don't. I want you all to survive I mean- and win and beat my campaign because I've spent so much time on this, but <laughs> I'm just happy that I'm rolling well. Imagine, like, and then the podcast is gone. Let him have this little victory. Yeah. Then- what? Uh... That would be one hell of an ending. I'd be the only podcast that TPK'd its party. <laughs> Bordon, you take 
11 points of damage, of necrotic damage, as this claw s- uh, slashes right across your chest. And Kelsar. Lucas, I, I chuckle a bit. That's good, because uh, just wait till you hear about your friends. And Kelsar, you take <laughs> 27 points of damage as this claw just fuck. rakes across your back. Or fuck. And Draxir, you take 30 points of damage oh. as one just, like, damn near uppercuts you. And you, like, stumble back right into the inn. 30 points of damage. This sphere is moving and spinning, and you see where Bordon's radiant damage hit it. it like, the mist is trying to close in, but it can't get back into that spot. Hmm. And then it goes from that creature to MZ. As a bonus action, I'm going to use my Planar Warrior ability. So it lets me draw on energy from the multiverse. And uh, it just gives me some bonus damage if I hit. That's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to go for some attacks here. So this is an aberration. I think you get bonuses with that. Yeah. A bonus to damage. So a 16 on my first one. Does that hit? 16 is a miss. Ooh, two misses then. Shit. So you swing. You still have this charge on your blades because it does. I think it doesn't activate until you actually hit them. Yeah, that's right. So this energy goes over your blades. You see the, the bluish blood that you started getting ever since you died from that elithid is now like almost glowing through your blood swords as you're swiping at this creature but it's managing to avoid you. And it goes from MZ down to Borodon. Okay, so I'll cast... I, I know, like, that the, the team is actually, like, dying, but uh, I was going to cast Guiding Boat because it's radiant damage. Sure. Um, and I think that makes sense. I just don't know if I want to put the group at risk. Don't forget that you have another character in the party that does radiant damage. Well, I have he- I, like I can heal too. I think three of you have radiant right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm using guiding boat for now. All right, roll to hit. Twenty-one. <laughs> yeah, you hit. Roll your damage, and double it. Oh, it's seventeen. So doubled is thirty-four. So, Bordon, you fucking erupt this blast, and it, like, almost rips away at the shadows on the ground as it's, like, moving forward, and it slams into Oblivion as it howls out in pain, and everyone make a constitution saving throw. No. Are you kidding me? Did you get a one? I got seven. I got 16. I got a 17. I got a 19. 19. <laughs> All right, so Kelsar takes full damage. <laughs> of course I fucking do, because this dice fucking suck now. Are you using your fancy metal ones? Yes, I am. Oh, my God. Uh, so, Kelsar, you take 17 points of damage. Everyone else takes eight. As this blast radiates out and then just, like, soaks back into oblivion. <laughs> As now Oblivion looks like it's kind of like shifting and like parts of it almost look like it's starting to go humanoid and then it goes back into like this ball. 
this creature is swirling about and you are all feeling it you are feeling rough like this that you're starting to be like oh my god i could die as you are looking around you see bordon still holding his own pretty well and mz looks pretty good still and it goes from bordon blasting it to ronnie uh, yeah, I'm going to uh, scooch on over uh, side, between Borodon and Kalsar. Okay. And I'm going to use Cure Wounds at third level on Kalsar. Nice. Wow, thank you so much, Ronnie. <laughs> I got 16. <sighs> thank you. And then, as a uh, bonus action, I'm gonna use I'm gonna do uh, Bardic Inspiration on who else is low? Is anyone else low? Uh, you Draxir is looking a little rough. You see, and yeah, everyone else is looking decent. Okay, then I'll I'll uh, give Inspiration to uh, Draxir. And from Ronnie, it goes to Draxir. Okay, I'm going to cast Cure Wounds on myself, and uh, I'll use the Bardic Inspiration. Okay. Oh, can you use Inspiration for that? Maybe? Uh, it's like to hit and saving throws, and like skill checks. Okay, never mind. Uh, then I heal myself for nine. Oh, okay. Nice. And Uhtred will use uh, Dash to get over to the other side of Oblivion. Okay, so Uhtred just barrels up and goes to the other side of Oblivion opposite to Ronnie. But you healed yourself up, you feel a little bit better as Uhtred's running, and you watch as a number of these specters, which I forgot that other one last turn, start appearing around. And they're, they just like come out of this mist and start looking about at all of you. And then it goes um, from Draxir to Kelsar. Kelsar, there's a specter behind you. You see there's one on the other side of MZ. There's one near Draxir. There's one that's a little bit further out. And Oblivion is looking mean. Uh, I am going to use Branding Smite. You hit a creature with attack before the spell ends. The weapon gleams with that. The attack deals an extra 2d6 radiant damage to your target which becomes visible if it's invisible, and target sheds a dim light in a five-foot radius. Oh, Lucas, just just letting you know that the next attack on Oblivion, I think it has, a, like, advantage because of the... Guiding Bolt. Okay. Good point. I forgot about that. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kalsar, so you have advantage to this hit. Can't roll bad twice. Actually, yes, you can. I rolled two ones when I was rolling with advantage. <laughs> I uh, I rolled a 1 and an 18. Alright. You hit. Yeah, I hit. Uh, no, sorry, 9 with my regular attack. Okay, so you did 9 points of damage, and how much of it was radiant? It was 6 and 4. Okay, so you see like the radiant flashes out and cuts deeper into this creature. <laughs> Doing more damage than you initially thought it would. You're now on the other side. Your sword is glowing. You can now see the light that's giving off now that you're out here in the open. And 
it goes from Kalsar's tune to the monster's turn. So, Gordon, roll down 3d8. Oh, yeah. Your little thing is flying around you. There's a specter that's right near you and Drax there. It just immediately gets vaporized. And there's another uh, specter, but they're a little too far away from uh, this thing as it then fires a beam right into oblivion. And you see it howls out in pain as it starts to turn to all of you. It's going to attack. So that's a miss on Borodon. It's attacking Kelsar. It's a hit. Also with disadvantage. Oh, it's disadvantage on Kelsar? It'll be disadvantage on everything with Uhtred's defensive pounce if it's attacking something else within that's within like five feet of it. The defender imposes disadvantage on the attack roll of one creature it can see that's within five feet of it, provided the attack rolls against a creature other than the defender. Okay. Okay. So, oh. yeah, it, it targets the creature. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Okay. So, yeah, you're imposing disadvantage. So then, Kelsar, that's actually a miss. Oh, thank God. We'll attack Uhtred. And then disadvantage on Draxir. All right. It misses you. Uhtred is the real MVP here. Let's be honest. <laughs> Man's best friend. Uchid takes 14 points of damage as this claw just rakes right at it. And uh, you see this thing, it's like trying to attack the rest, but Uchid keeps pouncing and just making an issue. And this thing is looking annoyed. It looks at Borodon and... So Borodon, I need you to make me a charisma saving throw. 17. Yeah, defender wins. So you feel this thing, it like starts shaking on you. And then nothing happens. You're okay. You just felt like yourself, you were kind of like lifting into the air for a minute and then it was fine. And then it goes to all these specters. A specter comes at you, Ronnie. Uh, one specter attacks you, MZ, and another is attacking Kelsar. So, Ronnie, uh, this specter misses you. Another one is attacking MZ. Advantage. Doesn't matter. Okay, that dice is on timeout. And the last one is attacking Kelsar. And it critical spell. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, shit. It crit me again? We be on fucking Kalsar babysitting duty. Uh, a monster, like the, the specter behind you. Oh, come on! <laughs> Kalsar, you take... You take 17 points of damage. Ouch. Oh. And your strength is temporarily reduced by two. Oh. As you feel your like strength being like ripped out, you guys watch as like this energy is like ripping away from Kelsar as the specter holds its hand out towards him. And the other ones are trying to reach for you other guys, but you just manage to fend them off just in time. And it goes uh, from the monsters go to MZ. So MZ, you have a specter on the left and right of you as Oblivion is swirling about and it's looking like it's it's taken some hits. Okay, so I'm gonna use Hunter's Mark. And then I still have my planar warrior going. Who did you put Hunter's Mark on, Oblivion? 
I'm going to put it on Oblivion. I think I'm going to try to deal a lot of damage to him right now. Alright. I'm just really hoping that it goes through. 23 on my first attack. 23 is a hit. 18 on my second. Also a hit. Nice. So my first attack does does 24 points of damage. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then my second attack does 16 points of damage. So you see MZ just like, he's sick of this shit. And his blades just glow this brilliant blue as he cuts right into Oblivion. Oblivion howls out in pain. Everyone make me constitution saving throws. As this energy just bursts. And this one looks bigger than before. Oh, no. <laughs> Seven. I got 15. Ooh, I got a natural one. No. <laughs> I got uh, 23. I got seven. So only Kelstar passed. <laughs> Everyone takes 22 points of damage, and Kelstar takes 11. Ouch. So standing before you now, after this blast radiates out, you see the ground just like torn up. These specters look almost like stronger now that they're floating there. And you see it is this shadowy figure. Like they're made completely out of shadow. They draw this rapier out. You see this cloak is around them and it's like flickering with almost like a shadowy flame. This hood is up. These two reddish greenish eyes are staring out. And then you see now they're like in this humanoid form, which is why I said they're not humanoid yet. Unfortunately, mm. mm. I spent my turn healing myself. I should have done eight additional points of damage to Oblivion because I, I forgot that um, okay. greater favored enemy now gives me plus four damage. Okay. And uh, it goes from MZ's turn to Borodon. The Borodon, your fellows are looking rough. Yep. Mass heal. No. Everyone's dying. I want to use mass healing word. So it's going to be 17. Uh, is healing word a bonus action or is it a. Oh, it's one bonus action. Yeah, so you still got your thing. Oh, also. I can still punch people. Oh, that's good. Okay, so since everybody's still like in a, in a rough shape, I'll use it again, but on the third level. There you go. Cool. Buddy. Oh, thank you. <laughs> now we're talking. Good. Hey, now. Just sending out the heals. I rolled like nine. So you guys feel <laughs> a lot better than you just did. Because I'm pretty sure some of you were riding that line. And it goes uh, from Bordon's go to Ronnie. So Ronnie, you have a specter to the right or to the left of you, and Oblivion in its humanoid form right in front. Fucking love when stuff goes humanoid. I know that's your jam. It is my jam. I'm gonna go for it. How many of these uh, humanoid-looking creatures are there? Uh, currently, there is three specters and Oblivion. So the specters aren't humanoid. That uh, the specters are humanoid. So I'm gonna go for the big one here. And hopefully this works. Uh, cast and charm, charm person at fourth level. So that'll target all of them. 
Okay, so they all roll with advantage since you're fighting them. Okay, so two failed. Sweet. So the one behind Kelsar and the one beside you both failed, but Oblivion like looks and like shakes their head and the other little specter on the other side of MZ just like shakes it off. But these other two are just kind of like, they're looking confused and just sort of like looking around and you're kind of trying to, uh, like as normally charm person, you can kind of feel like a connection formed, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And you're definitely picking up some undead vibes off these specters. Okay. MZ, make me a constitution saving throw. How come? Because you're about to get poked in the eyes. Captain Insano. 17. You take four points of damage as Oblivion, like, uh, quickly turns to you and reaches out and, like, literally stabs you in the eyes with their fingers. And you hear this little, like, uh, everyone else, aside from MZ, you see, like, darkness start moving up, almost covering MZ's eyes, and MZ, some of your vision starts to go away, and then it fades back, and you have your vision again. Okay. And they just like kind of like do a when they uh, see that you're okay. And it goes to Drex here. I will use my bonus action to instruct Utrid to attack the specter that is beside it. And that is a 20 to hit. That's a hit. Nine piercing damage. And with the arcane jolt, I will heal Kalsor for 11. So this lightning arcs off of Uhtred into Kelsar, and you feel just invigorated. (sighs) Thank you, Drexia. And then I will cast... I I will do what I wanted to do earlier, and uh, cast Enlarge on Kalsor. So you grow doubles in size in all dimensions... His weight is multiplied by eight, and he he so basically goes up uh, like one size category. So he'd be a large creature now, and uh, any weapon attacks add an extra one d four damage. Ooh, thank you. Nice. So Kelsar, you feel like you get electrocuted, and then you start growing. <laughs> and you're now like. 12 feet tall. Mad science! (laughs) So Kelsar is like our Megazord now. Yeah, right now. (laughs) (laughs) You're looking at your sword, you're just like, nice. (laughs) As you're standing up there. (laughs) No, no, no. He goes up and he goes, Tyrannosaurus! (laughs) And then I start doing a bunch of kung fu moves. (laughs) Cool! So, Kelsar, you are now massive, and it is your turn. Okay, so I am going to attack, but with an additional, I'm going to use my sword's ability to do uh, 1d10 radiant damage around me in a 20-foot radius. Nice. Uh, I got 19 total. It hits both of them, yeah. Nice. It'd be 9 for my sword, and then for my 1d10, 8. So the specter behind you that Ronnie had charmed suddenly dissipates into nothing. You see Oblivion takes this hit and shrieks out in pain. Their voice is like reverberating. Then it goes from Kalsar to their turn. So Bordon rolled in 3d8. So I got 18. 
it's 36. <laughs> the charmed specter beside Ronnie just dissipates into nothing, and you just shoot this beam at Oblivion as Oblivion shrieks out. You see her eyes are lit into these massive flames. I need everyone to make me a constitution saving throw. This is so annoying. So I like this. This is, <laughs> what, I, this is what I want. Yes, I cheated. it. Natural 20. I got 14. 17. Uh, yeah, I got a 10. 10. Okay, so only Draxir and Ronnie take half damage. So everyone takes 21 points of damage, and Draxir and Ronnie take uh, 10. And Oblivion suddenly turns into a mist and appears beside Draxir. As you watch, they just like, they almost like turn into a mist. They go into the shadows that are everywhere and they are looking brutal. And they look up at Draxir. All right, so you take three hits. What's your hit points? 24. You're down. So you watch as Oblivion stabs her sword into Draxir, lifts him off the ground, throws him up in the air, grabs onto his face, and you watch the life drain out of him. And she slams him onto the ground, and his form is unmoving. Draxir! She looks at the rest of you and just, like, shrieks out, and you see, like, some of her wounds are healing after she hit Draxir. Kelsar, I need you to make me... Kelsar, make me a charisma saving throw. Uh, I got 21. All right, you're fine. You feel yourself start to shake your whole body, and then nothing happens. Ugh. Ugh, it's a monster! Then MZ. I guess he'd no longer be enlarged either. Oh, right, because you're the one holding that spell. Kelsar, you shrink back down to normal you. MZ, you take 10 points of necrotic damage, and your strength is currently lowered by 3. Fuck. Temporarily. As the specter is, like, looking at the rest of you shrieking, and you see it's actually a bit bigger ever since Oblivion blew up. And it goes from Oblivion to MZ. I am going to attack this one specter by me here. Oh, fuck. I forgot I had aura protection. Which would make, uh, which would add my charisma mo modifier to your saving throw. Yeah. Uh, tw 12 and 11, so I don't think I hit. The 12 hits. Oh, the 12 hits? Yep. Uh, 10 points of damage. So you cut into this creature. It's still there, but it, you definitely wounded it. And it goes from MZ to Borodon. I'm going to cast the Mass Healing Word uh, as a bonus action. Yeah, can I walk like to like this spot, or would? Yeah. Just so like the, the Guardian Angels will to hit um, Oblivion. Yeah. And uh, do, 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 do. so I heal for, which is seven, which is not that bad. Draxir, you are conscious. Kind of like take a sharp breath in. Oh yeah. Everyone else gets seven hit points back as well. Nice. 
What I'm going to do is I'm going to use Guiding Bolt again on Oblivion. Can, can I use my inspiration? To hit, yeah. You have to use it before I tell you if it's a hit or a miss. Okay, so I'll, I'll use it. And now it's 18. So you fire this Guiding Bolt. And it rips and is going towards Oblivion. And they bend backwards and it just misses them and smashes into a house behind them. With 18? Yes. Okay, guys, you're on your own. Sorry. <laughs> and it goes to you, Ronnie. Board on, wait, board on how, how healthy are you? I'm very healthy. Very healthy? Yes. You can, you can, yeah, you can, you can do that. Yeah. <laughs> you okay. just give each other, like, the nod, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like... You can do it. Yeah, that's fine. I'm just trying to think if I can actually make it there or not, because that'd be 10, 20, 30. I think that would hit Drax here, too. Yeah. Okay, uh, maybe what I'll do right now, and uh, Lucas, you can stop me if I'm, like, missing something here. If I use Stinking Cloud, is that going to affect him? You don't know. I don't know yet. Because it does, like, it just says, uh, the reason I say that is because it just says one creature. So I don't know if in this case that counts as a creature or not. They're a creature, and you're not sure if this cloud will affect them. <laughs> can I mean, that's going to be super far-fetched, but can he take, like, uh, his movement action just to see if Oblivion is actually breathing? You know, if there is, like, the movement, like the chest movement? Oh, like a perception, sure. It's a mm. pretty high DC, but you, you could take a look. Yeah. Because they're like 30 feet away, shrouded in darkness. Uh, okay. Yeah, I guess I'll, I'll uh, do a perception. Sure. Lucas, I cast Guidance. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> You're too far away as a touch spell. I know. <laughs> I only got a five. Evan got 21. <laughs> no, you, you look at them and they're just too far away. You just can't figure it out. Uh, yeah, fuck it. I'll, I'll try that and see if it just hopefully works. You cast Stinking Cloud, and I imagine you're just trying to get them in the radius and not... Just trying to get them, yeah, just kind of behind them. Get them in the, the back end of that radius. It flows around them, and they just kind of look down at it, and then they just ignore it. Hmm. Okay, then bonus action, I'm going to uh, give inspiration. Give that to Borodon. Yay. So I got my inspiration back? Yeah. <laughs> Yay! That's super good. I like that. It's a very handy <laughs> skill that Ronnie started using. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, after two years. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you remember stuff. I'll say, to be fair, I don't get start getting Bardic Inspiration back until I was like level five or something. Uh, Drax here. Okay. Uh, is that Spectre beside Utrid still alive? Yes. I will use my bonus action to instruct you to bite it. Okay. Bad spec. <laughs> so a 17 to hit. That hits. So it'll do... Oh god. <laughs> a whopping 7 piercing damage. Still up. And I'll use the arcane jolt to heal myself for... 13. This lightning rips right by Kelsar and Bordon and just electrocutes Draxir in a good way. <laughs> I feel renewed. 
And Draxir, are uh, you doing anything? I'm going to cast Cure Wounds on myself with my last spell slot. <laughs> oh. I, I heal for 11. Awesome. And then we go to Kelsar. How bloody is everyone looking? It's a lot of blood around MZ. Okay. I'm going to heal MZ. Kelsar, you use Lay on Hands? Yes. I heal 40 points of damage. Shit. You, you, 40. Oh, you heal me for 40 hit points? That's right. There you go, buddy. Nice. Thank you. Now that's a fucking paladin spell. MZ, you just like feel this jolt of this color comes back to your face like you're standing upright again. You feel great. <laughs> does he heal my strength when he does that? No. It goes to the monster from Kelsar. So uh, roll those 3d8. Felicia's radiant damage. So 10. So it cuts into Oblivion. Oblivion is like in tatters. There is not a whole lot left there. This specter once more reaches out for MZ and MZ. 10 points of damage, MZ, and one strength point of damage. As this specter is ripping more of your life force away. Oblivion turns towards Draxir. Draxir, make me a constitution saving throw. I can use inspiration for that, right? Yes. I'm also going to use my Flash of Genius, which is an additional plus five. <laughs> okay. Roll it. It starts as 13. So... Oh my god, and I rolled a 19 on the d22. <laughs> so that's 26. You're good. You take five points of damage as you get stabbed in the eyes. <laughs> and once more, like, your vision fades and comes back. And then Oblivion turns into mist. And it'll appear beside Ronnie and MZ. And they go after MZ. They're, they can barely talk. Like, they're just, like, kind of flickering back and forth. All right, so MZ and Ronnie are both getting attacked. All right, so... Two hit MZ and one critical Ronnie. Uh, I'm going to use... Uh... It was a natural 20. Oh, I can't use cutting words on that? You could, but it... Like, how much would you reduce it by? Because right now it has a 29 to hit. Oh, no, but I can reduce damage also, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, by a D8. So, MZ, you take 30 points of damage as Oblivion stabs you twice. What? And your blood is flowing freely. They reach over and grab onto Ronnie as they just, like, grab onto his face, and you see their arm just shaking. Ronnie, tell me if you can reduce the damage or not. It says you can choose to use this feature after a creature makes a roll before the DM determines whether the attack roll uh, or ability check sees or fails or before the creature deals its damage. Okay, so it hasn't dealt its damage yet, so I imagine you use it and you reduce it. Yeah. Oh, got an eight. <laughs> All right, good. You take 22 damage then instead of 30. Uh, and it goes from Oblivion's turn to MZ. MZ, you are there. Oblivion is in shreds. You have your blades out. <laughs> actually, actually... I can't use any more spells. I thought I could, so I'm really happy. I think Hunter's Mark stays, right? It lasts up to one hour, so... Oh my god. He's been fucking my strength up, though. 
Yeah, I have. Lucas is so happy now. I've designed this character so long ago. <laughs> you don't. I've wanted to use it for so long. I rolled really well in the beginning, and now my rolls are shit. But thank I felt good. God. <laughs> oh my goodness. Jesus. No, Robert. Taking a beating. I'm tired. Okay, I go really hard at the beginning, <laughs> and that's all I got. <laughs> so what did you get to hit, uh, MZ? I miss. It's a miss. I got like a four, four and a six. So you just whiff these two attacks. Your arms are so heavy. You are so wiped. It goes from MZ to Borodon. Okay, I'll use spiritual weapon. Okay, appears right behind them, I imagine. Yes, it's a bonus action. So. And it can attack right now. Yes. I like big long fights, so. <laughs> is it? Just wait until you face Dorum. Oh my god. You think this is tough? Jeez. I heard some of the numbers in the finale. That's pretty fucked. <laughs> She's scary. So I'm going to roll like a, me- a melee uh, spell attack. So I got one. <laughs> oh my god. It stabs right into the ground. Just nothing happens. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And now I'm going to use my inspiration, my delicious inspiration point. What are you going to do? I'm going to use uh, a guiding boat again. Okay. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> and oh seven. Jesus! Oh. So you blast this bolt. It goes sailing just past your sword in the ground. <laughs> like it blows up it, it like into the street. And this rubble is going everywhere. It goes to Ronnie. Ronnie, you are feeling something. Yeah, does uh, Warped In count as a bonus action, right? We just determined that's not a bonus action. It was an action, yeah. That's a full action? Fuck. I guess I have to heal myself. Why my rules are so low? Because it's the end of a fight. Yeah, yeah. I guess. We're all We're all gassed. Think of it, like, your character's so wiped. Yeah. So I'm casting, I guess, Cure Wounds at third level on myself. Okay. Uh, fuck that. I got two ones out of that. Uh, <laughs> fif- Fifteen. So you heal up yourself somewhat. Like, you feel some of the life coming back into your body as you're looking at Oblivion. And Draxir. Oh, sorry, Lucas. And I'm, I'm giving uh, board on some more ins- inspiration there. Hey! <laughs> You feel good again. I got a couple left, yeah. I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to pull back my arm with trident in hand, and I'll be like, death comes for you today. And I'm going to take a couple of tosses at Oblivion. He tossed his helmet off because it impaired his vision. (laughs) Threw his shield (laughs) off for it. Threw off his aim. Yeah, we're definitely tired. One's a crit miss, Jesus. and one is a 13 altogether. You Robin Hood it, and you, like, stab on the end of Bordon's sword, and it also, like, both on the ground behind swords. You whip it back, and Oblivion just, like, deflects it out of the air, like, not even looking at you, and you're just like... <sighs> and then... Fuck. And then the song starts playing... <laughs> That is where Lucas would insert this music. Kalsar. I'm going to end this. Oh, sure, sure. Are you? Yeah. 
<laughs> okay, I'm going to smite Oblivion. Do it. You can get two ones. No, it. <laughs> I got a twenty to hit. Twenty is a hit. <laughs> Thank Christ. I don't know if you're gonna take it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thirteen points of damage. And that's radiant oh. damage. No, it's psychic <laughs> damage. Oh, it's psychic. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> But it has to make a charisma saving throw. It got 22. That's probably a got a oh, fuck it. <laughs> God damn it. <sighs> oh my fucking god. <laughs> so you step into this creature, and it's like holding itself up with its sword. <laughs> and it just says, Fuck you, Paladin. <laughs> die, Oblivion. It had 14 health. And then it goes to its turn. It's literally like, <laughs> finish this already! <laughs> finish it! Kelsar, because Kelsar just attacked it. Alright, so only two out of three hit you. Uh, Kelsar, you take 27 points of damage. Ow. Damn it, I'm down. It just stabs into you and rips out and stabs Fuck. you again. And it just fucking kicks Kelsar down onto the ground off its sword. <laughs> and it looks at the rest of you like, and it just like flips you off and just like does a little quick flip of the wrist and the specter attacks MZ from behind. Uh, okay, that's that's a hit. MZ, you take 11 points of damage and four strength damage. Four? Holy. What is your strength at? Uh, my strength is at nine. Nine? Okay, when you hit zero strength, you die. Oh, okay. So just remember. Again. Yeah. And uh, so, MZ, it is your turn. This thing is literally holding itself up. <laughs> you fucking murderers. Uh, nine is minus one, right? Yeah. Ooh, natural 20. Hey! Yeah! MZ, how do you finish off Oblivion? Decapitation. So you uh, hold on. You have both your blades. You bring them together into this one larger sword and you just swing it. And you all see Oblivion's head lift off their shoulders. And there's like uh, a moment of silence and then a blast. And everyone needs to make me a dexterity saving throw. I gotta use my flash of genius. Oh wait, Kelsar's going to die. Kelsar fails the saving throw. Uh, so what this means is that he's at one failed saving throw. So I got 17 altogether. I got a 12. 13. I got a, I got a 12 as well. So only Draxir passes this and takes half damage. Everyone takes uh, 32 points of force damage as they're flown back. I'm at negative 25 so Enzi goes flying. Yeah, I'm down two. I'm at minus four or something. Ronnie goes flying. Kelsar is down. He flies back, like just ragdolls it. Bordon, what are you at? Twenty-one. <laughs> so Bordon, you're barely like you're. <laughs> you feel rough. <laughs> uh, I am at ten. All right. Uhtred is out of commission. You are on bullet time. These guys are dying. Uh, I need Kelsar, MZ, and Ronnie to make me a death saving throw. Roll a d20, 11 or higher, you succeed. 4. 15. Got a 13. 
Okay, for the for uh, Robert's next saving throw, I'm gonna use Flash of Genius. I'll just like lay my hand on him. Be like, you have to live. <laughs> I don't know what else okay. to say. Okay. <laughs> and Bordon, you have one action. What are you gonna do? Uh, you see Draxir lays down uh, beside Emzy, and you see he's doing something. It looks like it's aiding Emzy. You see Ronnie and Kelsar are laying on the ground. I'm going to unfortunately uh, use a healing word on Ronnie. Okay, Ronnie, yeah. you wake up. Cool. Don't, don't I have to heal him? When you're doing uh, death saving throws, even if you get healed by one point, you're awake. But healing word is a bonus action. Okay. Can I use, like, healing word twice? One on Kelsar? If you have the spell slots for it. I'll use, uh, like, the first level on Ronnie and the second level on Kelsar. Okay, so MZ, roll me your death saving throw. You get a plus five from Draxir. 16. 16, okay, so you succeed once. So everyone now who's up has an action if you want to do something to help MZ. I rush over to MZ and cast Cure Wounds. You get eight back. And he's up. Nice. So you breathe in deep, MZ. You felt close. <laughs> and you're looking at everyone else who all looks rough. You got blood coming down. Like, everyone has, like, shrapnel in them. Bordon's armor is battered to hell. And you're all looking around at this town has taken a hit. The darkness is gone. You see the front of the tavern is blown off, and there's a lot of dead bodies in there. And you're just looking around. You see there are tons of people that are, it looks like they're around the center, or around the Ring of Darkness. They all had, like, farming weapons and stuff like that. See, there's a dwarven blacksmith who has, like, some makeshift armor on, holding a hammer. There was a gnome beside him with a crossbow. There's a few other people that are in this area. And you see the front of the temple has been blown off and there's a priestess she has this glowing shield around her and a few followers and she has like blood coming down her eyes and nose and you look around at the town of Welshire and it looks like you didn't blow it all up (laughs) 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 just in time for the play yeah (laughs) yeah That was a fight. Oh my goodness. I I honestly thought that there was this was the end for Death Shift. That was getting pretty crazy. If it wasn't for MZ's quick thinking on protecting Borodon there, oh, I think that could have went very differently. I'm I'm glad Death Shift made it through though. They've got some fancy new gear, so that's cool. Hope they're all ready for a fun play, but Oh, the poor people of Welshire. Um, what a horrible thing that happened to them. I hope that they can make it through this because these kind of things are... They're, they're very traumatic and damaging on a community. Well, Travelers, I, I do hope you enjoyed today's episode and I, I hope that the message earlier that Lucas spoke on... Uh, it helped resonate something in you or, or maybe it was preaching to the choir, but... Uh, I do hope you take the time to educate yourselves, and 
and just uh, uh, you know, do your best to help others. And always, always, always listen before you act. Hear what people are saying, because nobody wants you to come in and and tell them what they're already feeling, you know. Just, you know, just gauge the situation, and I'm sure you'll do great. Right, travelers? Well, as always, reach out to your loved ones. Reach out to friends. Make sure everyone's doing okay. Make sure that things are going all right, because these are very difficult, unprecedented times for, for our generation, so... You know, make sure that you you do what you can and take care of yourself most of all. Make sure that you're safe. Our travelers, I am off. Uh, Michael still hasn't come back and I'm getting a little worried, so I'm going to go look for him. But I bid you all adieu.